Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. I am your host, Cliff Schechter, here with my co-host, John Aravosis. Hello, John. Hello, John. I had, I, had, I had muted myself so you wouldn't hear my dog in the background. <laughs> Hi, John. For the, for the oh, second hello. show in, in a row, um, we have two Chicagoans. Job. Oh, and here. my dog, but yes, both. And well, yeah, John's dog will be a part of it. But last Third time we had, we had Rex Hubke, and now we've got another Chicagoan. Well, this is true. We are doing the Midwest. Uh, we really are. We're all in the Midwest. So we, we have a guy, you may have heard him. His name is Joe Walsh. He's not the guy that wrote Life's Been Good to Me So Far. Great song, by the way. Yeah. Um, He's he's the Joe Walsh that pretty much gave up everything to walk away from the Republican Party and his livelihood because he saw conservatives who he maybe thought he knew, and he can talk more about that, turning into fascists and, and becoming authoritarians and, and stepping into a place uh, where they no longer cared that we have honest elections or that we support <clears throat> honest people in government, and I could go on forever. But I think I'll just introduce you to former congressman and and Republican presidential candidate Joe Walsh. Hey, Joe. Hey, Cliff and John. Great to be with you, John. Don't you dare mute that dog. By the okay. way, did you guys read that article yesterday? People are post pandemic are beginning to return dogs to the no. shelters. No. I, I was going to jump in there. People are fucking. Look, I, I, our family. We love all pets, and we we have cats just because they're easier and and whatever. Um, but cats, dogs, any pet, anybody who can get a pet and not see them as a family member, I don't understand. Like yeah. you, yeah. I would run back into my house if it were on fire. Oh yeah, to to to, to get my cats out. Like I don't, I don't get it. I'd save my dog over many like people. I don't like cats, though, Cliff. I don't like cats. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Everybody has their thing, but if it's your pet, <laughs> right? If it, I don't understand if it's your pet, it's the thing you love and you chose to get, how it doesn't become a family member. I don't understand. Right. No, it's, just, right. and it, it's ridiculous. People, when the pandemic hit, people went to the shelters. They grabbed dogs and cats, which was a great thing. It, but now it's it's like what they were just toys, temporary toys. Yeah. They're returning these pets yeah. to shelters. Well, right. especially if they're claiming, well, now I have to go back to work. What am I supposed to do? Well, yeah. take care of the think, fucking pet that you got, like you would yeah, a child. And you didn't think, and you didn't think about this a year ago yeah. that you were going back to work. Anyway, that just that's yeah. I can't even imagine <laughs> though. Like, but but also, what kind of a what kind of a, a demon after a year of having a pet could just get rid of it anyway? Like, who could do could. that? That's like getting rid of one of your children. Could. You know what I mean? Like, once yeah. you get it for a year, it's in your heart at that point. Unless you're just, no. <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say a Republican. No, no, sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> you, you really have to be evil. I'm sorry. <laughs> to I mean. have an animal that yeah. you care for and yeah. shows you love and yeah. is there for you and becomes, and then you're like, nah, I had enough. I don't know. Yep. I don't get people yep. like that. Yep. I don't. Well, so the article I thought Joe was going to mention, which is what is going to be, uh, at least the prompt for our discussion today is Liz Cheney, you know, right? Uber conservative congresswoman from, uh, I always forget, she's Wyoming, right? Not Colorado. Or, yeah, she's Colorado. Wyoming. Wyoming. From Wyoming, uh, wrote a piece yesterday just doubling down on going after the Republicans for their ongoing support of Trump. She even went after uh, House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy for flip-flopping on Trump because he came out really strongly against Trump's role in the insurrection immediately and then totally changed his tune. She calls him out by name, which I thought was really interesting. And Joe, I'll throw in the final point, and maybe we just throw this to you for an open discussion. 
Uh, Charles Blow this morning in the uh, New York Times op-ed columnist wrote a piece uh, titled Liz Cheney, We Have a Memory, You're No Hero. And it reminded me of what Cliff and I have talked about a lot. And I'm sure we talked in the previous times you've been on the show on how some folks on the left don't understand why we think it's helpful for Republicans to sort of speak out on stuff like Trump. Yeah. And they think, you know, you're all like you. I mean, let's face it. We hated you when you were running. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, the Joe idea, and I have choked about all know, the shitty things that we said about true. each other. I remember some videos of you in some like cafe or something. We hated you, but but like, well, first of all, people change. But also, even if you didn't change, if you're useful for going after Trump, I'd rather save our democracy first and then worry about policy. But in any case, let me throw that to you. Sort of, uh, you you had tweeted about the Liz Cheney piece, and maybe tell us a little bit about yeah. your thoughts. Well, and it, to, to that first point, John, you, you're right. Liz Cheney is going to find out what I found out a few years ago. It, look, uh, the Republicans and conservatives are going to disown her, but there will be elements of the left that will never embrace a Joe Walsh or a Liz Cheney. She's just got to accept that. Here's the deal. When I read Liz's uh, op-ed yesterday, she said this is a turning point for the GOP. Um, hell no, it's not. What? Right? That, that, that point's there, already that turned. <clears throat> The turning point was a few years ago. The Republican Party has chosen their path, and their path is Trump and lies, and there's no room for a Joe Walsh or a Liz Cheney in that party. It's done. Right. Right. And that's what was so incredible to me. Uh, You know, I agreed. Joe and I were actually talking about this on the phone last Mm -hmm. night, and yet Joe had to calm me down, Um, which is (laughs) – which is – I mean – what do you, I mean, I, I, I come from the opposite perspective of, of Charles Blum, which is I very much appreciate what Liz Cheney is doing. I'm more, but I'm more like, where the fuck were you three years ago or four years ago? I mean, yeah. there were folks like Joe who had already walked away. There was Justin Amash who was busy leaving the party, you know, and voting for impeachment. There was even Mitt Romney, who I think has been way too weak in most of what he said, but at least voted for impeachment. There right. were moments way back then where if enough Republicans had come together Maybe I still am not convinced right. that Trump could have been stopped, but you know, maybe, right. maybe that could have convinced Murdoch to back the fuck off. Maybe, right. you know, well, but, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Did I, I hmm. believe Liz Cheney voted hmm. for Trump this past November. I think oh, she said she did too. Oh, I think did you're she? Right. Wow. I think she said she did wow. too. And we right. talk about my colleague, my former right. Illinois colleague, Adam Kinzinger, who's outspoken. But Adam voted for Trump in November. Did he really? I didn't remember that. I didn't know Adam did. did. Oh, Oh, wow. Sucks. He he did. I mean, so like, I, I, to me, never Trump. I just, I don't understand how after four years of Trump, you can still vote for him as a Republican. And and, and you know who else did? Another one from my neck of the woods, John Boehner. Boehner voted for Trump. Yeah, he said he voted for him. And I just, I just, are we, I mean, at that point, I really want to ask the question, because it's sort of like it, it, you're, then your party has become literally like religion or let's yeah. go a step further, a cult. Just because someone has a fucking R next to their name, you knew all these awful things about them. But then you decided you either still would vote for them or couldn't vote for the opposition. I mean, George Bush, George W. Bush said, I don't remember who he, said, he voted for Condoleezza Rice. Wonderful. That didn't help us at all. I mean, if it's an existential threat to democracy, if you've come to that conclusion, which I don't know how you couldn't, 
after seeing him. And a lot of these folks have admitted they did. Boehner right. admits in his book that he did come to that conclusion that Trump was a threat. Why would you just because yeah. he's an R next to his name? Like, what do you think Joe Biden's going to do? That's well, so why bad. Why would you vote for a third party at least? Well, that's no, but even get. he, but even yeah. for Condoleezza Rice, I, I mean, I don't no, even no, think I mean, that's Kinsinger good enough. I'm thinking. Kinsinger okay, I'm but thinking, I don't yeah. even think what yeah. Bush did is good enough. I'm going to kick it to Joe because right. I'm talking too right. much. I'm just saying, like, if if one person is a threat, you vote for the other viable person. Right. <laughs> well, the thing the thing that pisses the thing that pisses me off is. When you come out, if you're a Republican or a conservative and you publicly come out against Trump, you're basically done. You lose everything. And right. that's what happened to me three years ago. But that's okay. I got no fucking regrets. My country comes first. But so many of us did that last year, and we campaigned our asses off for Biden and other Democrats because, right. Cliff, I agree with you. We believe Trump was an existential threat. And, and, and now you got guys like again, I love W, but you got guys like George W. and John Boehner who didn't lift a fucking finger against yep. Trump last year. Yeah, and, I, and can you imagine the difference Bush would have made yeah. if he had come out and publicly supported Biden? But he didn't do it, and, and what, so why many of us. And, and imagine, I'll say quickly, a Bush Boehner. You know, and think of a few of the other figures that are former, you know, well, but why, uh, Jeff Flake, yeah. you know, doing a tour around the country well, to Cliff, key let swing me ask, states. Let me ask Joe, though. Joe, why aren't they? I mean, literally at this point, what is going on that somebody like an Adam Kinzinger wouldn't vote third party, that he would still vote for Trump? I don't understand. Because us, there's a I mean, part of them, John, that still doesn't want to lose a future in the Republican Party. Oh, why, di why didn't Jeb right. Bush, Jeb Bush, who hates Trump, say anything or do anything? Yeah. They still want to have mm. influence in the party. They can't let go of that. Yeah. Yep. And you know, also, and again, this is no excuse and no reasoning either. George P. Bush, who's the next in line yeah. of the Bushes, uh, uh, Jeb's son, is the land commissioner in Texas, which is actually apparently a real position there that yeah. is actually valuable position that people often spring hmm. to governor hmm. or senator. And they want him to be the next president, you know, of the Bush family. But I mean, my God, at what point do you just say, this is my, like Joe did, this is my fucking right. country. I mean, well, because, I can think because of a, Cliff, go ahead, Joe. If you're not, if people who are not Republicans or conservatives, I don't think quite get this. If you are a Republican or a conservative in the age of Trump, you've got three options. You can publicly adore and praise him. You can, you can do what most Republicans did. Just try your best for four years to look the other way and keep your mouth shut. Or you can publicly oppose him. Once you publicly oppose him as a Republican or a conservative, you're done. Right. You are done as a Republican. Right. And most of these guys, John, they would rather just keep their mouths quiet and turn the other way because they don't want to be done as a Republican. I'm done. Yeah. Well, I can, can never I... get elected. Liz Cheney is right. now done. Well, I mean, let me ask you this, though, because I guess one thing that I don't understand is I, I mean, of all the members of Congress, right, there's 435 total in the House, right? I guess 535 total yep. and 435 in the House. And Republicans must be, I don't know, 198 or something-ish, right? Um, why? Or maybe like now they're, they're, they're over 200. I was going to say they're over 200 they now. They, they picked shot. up because of all the deplorable yeah. types that turned out the for, election. for yeah. Bush last time that won't turn out if he's not, yeah. or not Bush, Trump. 
like they picked so, up 10 seats or whatever. Okay, so let's say they're 205 to 210 or something, right? Or maybe they're even more than 210. They're, but but my point is there's a couple hundred of them. I just find it hard to believe that there aren't more than, well, at this point, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger, who kind of say, you know, I came here to make a difference. And if I can't and you guys are going nuts, fuck you. I'll lose my job if I have to. I just can't believe there's literally 99.99% of these people are just beholden to the job. The job is more important. Having the job is more important than than doing the right thing. That just seems weird. To well, me. some of them, John, some of those 200, and I know yeah. this, believe the lie. Some of them huh. do. Right. They, wow. they believe, yeah. I mean, 90% of Republican voters believe the big lie, but yeah. some of these Republican members of Congress actually believe it. Most yeah. don't. Right. Most don't. Right. Hmm. Right. Let's start with like lose, 20 or 25 percent. Right. 20 or 25 percent or pro- at least or probably, you know, somewhere you, you can estimate probably better, Joe, mm-hmm. or in the Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green, Lauren yeah. Bobert, Madison Cawthorn. Like they're just crazy people who have no business being anywhere near Congress, no matter what their politics are. They're not sane, well-adjusted people. So we All start right. with that. But, but you're right. The other ones. Yeah, the other ones. I mean, most hmm. of them, John and Cliff. Hmm. don't believe it. They know the big lie is bullshit, but they know where their voters are, so they right. don't say anything because they don't want to lose their power in their office. Right. Um, and I find this group even to be more despicable because hmm. they really know the truth. And right. it, even like a lot of guys I served with, Trey Gowdy, who I served with, who I loved, Trey yeah. knows the truth. But generally, yeah. Trey Gowdy, for four years, tried to keep his mouth shut. But Tim didn't Scott, he flirt? Didn't he flirt? Let me say with, with Trey for a second. Gowdy kind of flirted with being sane a little towards the end, I remember. And then he went nutsy yes. again. Then he, then he was talking and about working for Trump and everything, nutsy. right? Yeah. And now he's oh, he got, got his threatened. gig on Fox News. He went yeah. nutsy and now he's got yeah. his gig on Fox News. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying, I'm sorry, so you said Rick Scott as well you were going to talk about? Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say a guy like Tim Scott. Oh, Tim Scott. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, God. speech the other night. Yeah. But Tim Scott has been one of these Republicans that generally has done his best to avoid talking about Trump. It's like Tucker Carlson Mm. and Sean Hannity. I mean, Sean Hannity is a stupid fucking Trump cheerleader. Tucker Carlson has made uh, a practice of doing his best not to talk about Trump. He knows Trump's a fucking moron, but he'll never say that. (laughs) Right. It lines his pockets. The problem is, again... The problem is, is when the Tim Scotts, and, and I bring it up often, uh, I think Max Boot was the one who wrote a great column uh, when Rob Portman announced he was retiring. And his column was basically, Rob, the, Rob Portman is the reason the Republican Party is where it is. Hmm. That all the things they covered up, all the things they refused, and even in the his in his interview in the Cincinnati Inquirer here after he said he was stepping down, it's like, He's like, well, yeah, when Trump did, was bad, you'll notice I spoke up and said he shouldn't say that. But right. we forget, we, you forget about all the good things he did. And I'm like, yeah. first of all, no. Oh, Chris but Christie did all, that too. Chris Christie gave him an A. He said, other than Chris the insurrection, Christie. he gives him an A. But, but I don't even care if you think yeah, yeah. he did good things. Like yeah. blowing up the structure of our democracy overcomes everything else you yeah. possibly could have done. And yeah. you sat there and watched it. So the Tim Scotts and the Rob Portmans, the people that refused to in clear, honest language, say Trump is lying. There is no election fraud. Right. There is, you know, there, there, you know, the, he caused this. He did that. I mean, I can't even remember all of them, all the various yeah. lies that he told throughout his presidency. There are about a billion of them. And it, it, the ones that didn't counter that bullshit every single time, what they ended yeah. up doing is they let that become accepted reality. 
Bingo, 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 Cliff, because the 25% that are the Matt Gateses and the Paul Gozars and Marjorie Taylor Greens, they are who they are. But if the majority of the Republicans who decided to turn the other way and keep their mouths shut, and people like George W. Bush, if they had all spoken up these last few years, they could have pounded Trump, but they didn't. OMG, I'm using a new skincare system that I absolutely love. People say puffiness and bags under the eyes are the hardest things to get rid of. Until now, introducing Genucel Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Due to new technology, Genucel is an incredibly powerful natural serum, and with its instant effects, it's guaranteed to show results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. That's right. Users saw results in only 12 hours with dramatic improvement in two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity and brilliant long-term results. You can try Genucel right now absolutely risk-free. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Enter that special promo code Stephanie for an extra 10% off. Order now and get the legendary Genucel XV face cream absolutely free just for trying Genucel today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results, or your money back. That's lovegenucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. Can you imagine the power of like the last, you know, or at least one of the last speakers of Paul Ryan would be another fucking profile and yeah. cowardice. If Paul Ryan yeah. and John Boehner and George W. Bush and Jeb Bush and a group of these party heavies came out and well, yeah. all endorsed Biden, yeah. all toward, all said, started countering what Bush was saying and pointing, I'm uh, uh, sorry, I keep doing that, what oh. Trump was saying and right. pointing out where he was lying constantly, how, how that could have changed things maybe, but well, they just won't. You know what it reminds me of uh, very much is the media in the sense that a big part of the media the last four years, I think, was they they were used to doing things the way they used to do them. And they couldn't deal with the fact they were dealing with a serial liar. In other words, a, a man yeah. who actually lied. You know, traditionally, media would not call out lies. They would say, well, that wasn't true. We're not sure your motivation. Um, and they weren't ready to deal with the fact that we had an existential threat to the existence of the country. That was kind of new. Since World War II, at least, right? And hey, John, like, that's a, John, that's a great that's a great point, John. They, well, and I'm the comparing, media never yes. grasped yes. that he's an existential threat. Now, right. Liz Cheney, God bless her. Yes. Right now, she grasps that, and she cannot move on. And well, and here, because of you, that, yeah, she's on. done. Yeah, and, well, and let me say, my concern with your colleagues, your colleagues, with Republicans today, is that it's twofold. One. I think maybe they're not grasping the existential threat or they don't care, which is even scarier. Um, B, as you said, like the ones who know and they're still not willing to speak up. But B, I think there's a bit of inertia here. It, it's Ronald Reagan's, what was it, the 11th commandment, thou shall not attack fellow Republicans. I think somebody like Kinziger, maybe he's thinking about his future, but I think he's also thinking, you know, I'm a conservative, I'm a Republican, I don't vote for, I, I can't vote for Democrats. I mean, I was talking to my mom about this. My mom wasn't going to vote for Trump, but she's a, you know, Illinois Henry Hyde district Republican, yeah. right? So moderate. She wouldn't vote for, she hated Trump. She wanted him impeached. But she told me, she goes, well, I, you know, I might vote for Democrat if they're good enough. I can't vote independent or for some, a write-in because then it's not real. My vote has to be for somebody who has a chance because traditionally that's her way of voting. You don't throw away your vote, right? Which is very altruistic, but I right. feel like that's what we're hearing with Republicans. There's a, you know, we don't just vote for Democrats. We have to vote for the leader. You know, most of most of the private conversations I've had with Republicans in Congress 
over the last couple of years, they've pretty much all told me privately, we know he's a corrupt, bad, hmm. horrible man. Hmm. But And then they either pivot to, but, <laughs> but the Democrats are socialist, or, yep. they, or they pivot to, but Joe, all of my voters love him, so I've got to yep. be with him. Yeah. That, they make one of those two pivots, but they acknowledge Trump is a horrible, corrupt person. But again, it's, it, I'll, I'll leave out the socialist part because that's just stupid. Oh, oh, actually, can I say, well, the socialist part is interesting, though. Go ahead, but I've got an interesting Well, let me just say this part. quickly. Yeah. There are, yeah, are there some people on the, the, the further left that at least are social Democrats and heading towards being sort of socialist? Yes. That's not where most of the Democratic Party is and anybody who follows. I'm as capitalist as capitalists could be, okay? Um, the, the, the other part of that uh, – now I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, oh, no, no, no. I've got it. Where the voters in my district love him. Well, that's a chicken or egg thing. Again, if you had spoken out against him initially, oh, maybe all the voters in your district <laughs> wouldn't love him. Right. But because you were right. quiet and let the guy with the big microphone keep repeating lies while you either demur- demurred or said something like, oh, well, maybe that's not exactly right or said something in very nice language while he in forceful language emailed out, tweeted out sent this stuff out, spoke at his stupid press conferences when he was telling you to drink bleach and stuff. I mean, you know, so now your voters believe him because they're Republicans and he's been speaking and you have it. Right. You know, right. so frustrating. Go ahead, I, know I was going to say about too. the uh, about the socialist thing. What I hadn't quite thought of was it's an interesting ploy to provide cover for those Republicans. Just that for those Republicans who. Yeah, think Trump is abominable because I know, again, Illinois, the Republicans here, people I talked to, a lot of them turned against Trump. But I still heard, well, but Biden, you know, he's a socialist and I could never I I just have to hold my nose and vote for Trump. And I was like, are you actually I heard things like Biden's corrupt. I didn't like the way those stories about Biden with girls. And I'm like, seriously, do you know who you're voting for? (laughs) I know they're always it provides they're always looking for an excuse. There's there is. But now it's now it's done. And I'm glad Liz <laughs> Cheney is where she is. But look, I talk yeah. to I hear from thousands of Republican voters every day. It's been done for a while. They're yeah. they're fully radicalized. This is not fringe. Yeah. 80, 90 percent of them believe the election was stolen. 80, 90 percent right. of them have no problem with what happened four months ago today. Right. What so do we do? And, and the worst part of it, and maybe then we asked Joe what we could do, is that yeah. what Joe and I were talking about last night, at least, and this is my theory. I'm not going to let him speak for himself, and you speak for yourself, John. But, yep. you know, I don't see how we have a democracy in the future. And I don't want to feel this way. I'm trying to be an objective analyst. I have kids I'm raising here right now. Yeah. But I live in a state, for example, Ohio, where Mike DeWine, as I've pointed out to people, didn't do what Hogan or Charlie Baker or these liberal Republican, you know, uh, governors in very Democratic states did. He just he tried to do some of the the COVID restrictions. He took a moderate path where he, he didn't deny that COVID was dangerous. He didn't sort of, you know, do all that. And they they tried to vote. The, the legislature here is so gerrymandered and so filled with crazy people who are in on the Trump thing. They tried to, to vote to remove him, to impeach him. They voted to take away his powers, you know, to regulate. Uh, so does any, I mean, I'm, and I'm only speaking in Ohio, it's worse in certain other states. Does anybody believe that, that if there's a close election here, the legislature will not reject uh, the Democratic cause, will not either hey, say, Cliff. yeah, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, what you're saying is right now in America, we have one 
vibrant political party, the Democratic Party, and we do have a cult. But here's the scary thing. Right now, if you got ten grand and you want to go to Vegas, I'd bet it on the Republicans taking back control of the House. Yeah. The cult will yeah. probably take control of the House next year. That's scary. Well, that's scary in and of itself, but also when we get to the next time where electoral votes need to be certified, I mean, this yeah. time they came, we came damn close to a couple of those state legislatures refusing to do it. I mean, now that they're passing these voter suppression laws and all these things to try to make sure we can't win Arizona again, can't win Georgia, they control the state legislatures in those two places. They control the state legislature in Texas, in Florida, in Georgia, in Ohio, right. in Iowa. I mean, it, you can go on and on it's and why, on. It's why it's, what Trump did. It's why what Trump did is so dangerous, treasonous, and un-American. I hate it when people call it the big lie. It, it's the big, dangerous, un-American, undemocratic lie. He he basically attacked our democracy, and as right. you said, Cliff, he's opened the door now for yeah. people to go after future right. elections. And even worse, I'll say quickly, and I know John wants us to sort of see, talk about it, whether there are any solutions. I know we're this. depressing everyone. Um, we're all going to bring everybody mean, left. But now it's actually, <laughs> it's become a, 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 it's become a, a required position now. Elise Stefanik voted with okay. Trump significantly less than yeah. Liz Cheney did. She was in the like, 70 percentile? Yes, she was at 77 percent with Trump, Correct. and Liz Cheney voted with Trump 92 percent. That's a pretty Correct. damn big difference. <laughs> yeah. But they're kicking hey, Liz Cheney out. Hey, yeah. John, your problem is you should never get Cliff and I together because you're going to want to slit your throat. You're going to be well, so depressed. Oh, you don't listen to our show enough. <laughs> hey, no, I'm too much. No, look, I'm a guy. A happy. I'm like you, Joe. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. I'll curse and drink and have fun. I like to joke about everything, but there's certain things that are so serious yeah. and that we and I can't be dishonest about. What I'm saying is. I've, I saw the future with the – I'm not trying to claim I'm some brilliant guy, but with the insurrection, John and I kept coming on this show and saying I would, didn't even predict it would happen in, in our – literally the, the, the cathedral of our democracy. But I said there's going to be a violent event. Yes. I don't know what it's yes. going to be. They're gearing up for something. There's going to be violence where they're going to do shooting at people or fighting with people. It was obvious to me. I thought and it would be terrorism no- Oklahoma City style. Right. That's what I thought it would be. We've been predicting a number of these things. Or assassinations, by the way. Okay, so yeah. now they're, they're now they've got this crazy congressman. Uh, let me just give an easy example. Jody yeah. Heiss, who's running against Raffensperger, who they've demonized for the very fact that Raffensperger would not change the vote totals and do something illegal. What's, so oh, that's, oh uh, this is the is this the Georgia Secretary is, of State? The Georgia Secretary of State. So, the, okay. so, so they're doing that. Republican. Second, yep. Right. Second of all, because Liz Cheney has refused to accept Except no, as Joe just said, not the big lie, the big treason is what I will call it, because Liz Cheney refused to accept that. But Elise Stefanik literally came out and said, oh, they they stole votes in Fulton County and they didn't really win in Georgia. They're putting Elise Stefanik there. So what we're saying to you now is the default position is you have to believe in if Democrats win, there was fraud. And if we're now saying that that's what you have to believe to be a Republican in good standing, Republicans, of course, are going to believe that. So it's going to be a race to see which one of them who's most ambitious can try to overturn legitimate election results in a state they control. Does anybody else not see that coming? No, that's next. No, totally. They're, they're going to keep stealing. But I mean, but again, let me ask Joe, is there, I mean, is there anything we can do about this or are we literally going to have a continuing cycle of a small D Democratic Democrat getting elected to the White House and we try to make things normal again and a crazy fascist Republican gets elected who keeps getting worse each time and that's the best we can do is cycle between fascism I, I, and democracy I think, every four John, years? I, I, I think 
we have to take a longer view. Uh, we've had a two-party duopoly, a Democratic-Republican duopoly in this country for about 168 years. I believe that's ending. I believe the Republican Party as a national party is breaking up. But we're in for a long, bumpy ride. Uh, I think right. in the short term, things are going to be really, really ugly. I really do. I think in the long term, you could see the Democratic Party become a much bigger tent. You could see a viable centrist third party actually begin. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but we're at one of those inflection right. points in America. It's going to take a while to play out. Mind right, you, well, this the, is – wait, Cliff, real quick. This, yeah, is yeah. Happening, this is happening at the same time, though, as the Democrats are becoming a bigger tent party only to the left. We certainly are not more welcoming to the right. There's no way. I mean, if anything, well, that's and, and I did myself. Though. No, it's Joe Lieberman and company, that whole thing. Well, they're going, but yeah. these suburbanites who are joining us yeah. are not as far left as you, as, as the, the Bernie faction. Now, they, they are not, not strong Democrats. My, they no, may no, not that's stay not with my us. Point. That's not my point. Was that suburbanite faction anathema and not welcome in our party five and 10 years ago? That's my point. I mean, by the we lefties, are not big, they don't want them. That's but not my. Know. That wasn't my point. What I'm talking. What I. What I said was that that we our tent has not gotten bigger to the right in the last ten years. We do not welcome suburbanites now. Who ten years ago we said we don't fucking want you, right? Whereas the left, we do welcome literal socialists. Who ten years ago we'd be like socialists? Are you kidding? We're not going to have one run for president and have him almost win. We're not going to have socialist members of Congress. And I fear. How do you get a party that has gotten so much broader on the left to then accept, again, the Liz Cheney's and the Joe Walsh's, God forbid, and David Frum joins our party too? How does that happen? They're a third party because I don't see how Liz Cheney, uh, you know? Joe Walsh. I mean, our party, part, the, the, some of the controlling factors well, in our party don't Joe, like John and I. Joe. Throw it to Joe a little. I just want to hear Joe's. I don't <laughs> no, want to cut you off. No, I, I want to hear Joe. Yeah. Both. I will tell you yeah. both. I'm, I'm part of discussions with all of the never Trump or moderates and conservatives who are homeless now, there's a large contingent that believes the most viable option for all of us is to join the Democratic Party and try to move it to the middle. I think many folks will do that. Oh, interesting. And I think that could look, I mean, one party democ hmm. democracy is, you know, it's an oxymoron. We need yeah, multiple parties. Part democracy. <laughs> but, but at the yeah. same time, at least if, if you guys do that, Maybe there will be viable fights in primaries in places, and those do still count. Those are well, real elections. That's true. I mean, and maybe in some places, if you guys represent the Democratic Party, you can win and defeat Republicans in places where, where the regular Democratic yeah. Party couldn't. I don't know. John, to your point, yep. I do believe long, pick, long term, I think the energy in the Democratic Party is going to keep tugging it to the left. I right. think the Republican Party is shrinking and dying as a national party. Right. I do believe in the next eight to 10 years, we are going to see a viable third centrist hmm. party. Well, Gosh. I think there's going to have to be. Um, and, and that's what I was saying, John, I guess, where you, you and I were talking yeah, yeah, past yeah. each other before. It's not that I don't think that the, the controlling sort of elements of the Democratic Party aren't more and more to the left. Right. It's that we had a lot of more moderate suburbanites join us this time who couldn't stomach voting for Trump. 
and they're not going to agree to that. So they're going to have to find a place. And that place is either going to be moving certain parts of the party, at least in more conservative states and counties, back to the middle, or they're going to do what Joe's saying, and they're going to form a third party. But what does that get them? Does that get them congressional seats and they just have to accept they're not going to win the presidency? Because a third party... You know, you're just going to you're going to get a really weird who wins, but it's probably going to be Democrat or Republican still. It, no, it, it, again, it'll take some time because, you know, and Cliff knows mm. how difficult it is to do. But with yeah, here, resources, yeah. you can do it. So I think what you would see is a third party form. They would send people to Congress mm. and then in a cycle or two, they'll they'd be able to put up a viable mm. presidential candidate. Yep. You need The way yeah. I see it is. You need the resources, and let's be in America. So let's be honest. You're going to need some billionaires involved. I yeah. mean, maybe some of the ones that already have had that third party bug, Howard Schultz, and whoever and whatever. You know, you're going to need some of the folks that have dough to put it into it, so that you can get on all the ballots in all the states. But you're going to need billions yep. of dollars worth of branding because yep. of what you're up against, and that for the presidency. And that's where I think what I would say is we've all we were all live and adults and saw how close at one point Ross Perot was. He wasn't such a crazy right. little bastard, you know? I mean, what did he get, 19% or something? What I mean, did he get in the and presidential? He, and there was a point where he was leading both Bush and and, and Clinton, right. you right. know? So to that, and he was a very compelling candidate in his sort of folksiness and all that. And then he lost right. people because he was a nut. But I guess what my point is, is that, <laughs> yeah, that my point that. is, is that, is that that's the, th- that's the third component, which is right. you need the resources to get on the ballot you also need the resources for all the marketing and branding, but then you need that candidate. And if, you, if the right mm-hmm. candidate were to run on the third party, I think they could help establish that party. Well, know. Joe, do I you? Go ahead, I was going to say, do you think? Do you think Republican lead? I, I mean, uh, when I say Republican leaders, I mean lead Republican voices. Put it that way would be willing to actually leave the party and join a third party? Or is there, this is my question again about Kinzinger voting for Trump last time. Is there still this pull of, you know, I don't want to leave the party. I want to change it because I'm still a Republican. How much is that going to stop people from actually leaving the party? Most won't. Most of the Republican elected officials will still not leave the party. Yeah. John Kasich, who has no home in this party, will yeah. not leave the party. Mitt Which is Romney crazy because he's so conservative. It, cra- it drives me nuts when people think Kasich is some liberal. I'm like, Kasich? No, but he's knows. more like a Cheney. He was not a, he's not <laughs> yeah. moderate. He's pretty conservative, yeah. but, yeah. you know, yeah. He's not. He's also just yeah. a jerk. He's just a jerk. Kasich? Um, <laughs> I will say, uh, let me say from, from my perch here in Ohio, and I know some Republican consultants and other people... Um, I have met Kasich once or twice, perfectly nice to me in person, but I have oh, heard he was the very, very same. Let me finish. I, let me finish. Go, 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 I've go, heard go, go, the go, very go, go, same go. thing that Joe is saying. That well, he's as, I've told Cliff, as I've told Cliff before, Joe, the one time I ran into Kasich on the street of D.C. late at night, he was very nice to me. We had a, <laughs> we had a long five to ten minute Take conversation. Take that for what you will, Joe. <laughs> we had a long five to ten minute conversation where nobody else in our group even existed. And Kasich Let's... just bored into me with questions and couldn't have been more interested in this liberal blogger. Let's it was just amazing. Say there was a lot yeah. of those rumors you, around Ohio. God, you need to say no more, my friend. Well, no, it was I, I enjoyed it, but I was like going, why is the why is the recently What's former for him? House budget committee really interested in this gay liberal blogger to the point where he just couldn't couldn't ask me enough questions and nobody else existed in the gang. Anyway, but again, well, not that there's anything wrong with that. 
John, to your credit, you're terribly engaging. Come on. I, I, well, I thought you were going to say I was terribly handsome. I, I could have put that in my profile. I mean, you're, making, you you're making Joe think about switching sides here. You're exactly. so engaging. Um, no, no, I, I want to be nice, too, because you know what? Kasich, again, has been speaking out, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laud him for that, too. Somebody actually had tweeted this morning, and I thought it was great. Uh, Cliff and Joe both. I'm going to find this really quick, but because I'm getting beaten up on Twitter for, you know, once again, defending you evil Republicans and um, uh, going after Trump. I mean, and somebody writes, Democrats, why don't Republicans condemn Trump? You cowards. Liz Cheney condemns Trump. Democrats. No, not you. You're a Republican. <laughs> and it's like, what do we want? What do we want? Well, you know, I mean, they don't do nuance. I can still say that I think yeah. that her leadership on on getting us into Iraq was awful and wrong. And yeah. I would even argue some of the dishonesty around what her dad did in terms well, of going around hey, the intelligence yeah. community, always, undermining them, paved the way. But I've always but, wanted to ask Democrats hmm. this question, though. Hmm. If the tables had been flipped these last five years, like if we had a Democratic president who was an existential threat. If we had a Democratic Donald Trump, right. how many Democrats would have publicly done what Joe Walsh and Liz Cheney and others have done? I don't know. I mean, it's I a great know. question. I think more. I think more Democrats would have publicly opposed their own Donald Trump than Republicans. I think so. I, I think so, so because I, I don't. I think the party is still in a in a place where there's enough people that that you know are kind of center left, you know, whatever you want to call it liberal, but like, you know, I think it's, I don't, I'm trying to not say something nasty, but I do think that, that let's just say we're more open to critical thought. Well, you know, what's um, hard John, for, John yeah. let me ask you, let yeah. me ask you directly, yeah. John, if we, these past four years had a yeah. democratic version of Donald Trump yeah. and you believed he was an existential threat <laughs> and he was a Democrat, yeah. would you publicly come out oh, yeah. and oppose him well, and I mean, say he was running against Ted Cruz, would you publicly um, come out and oppose him? In that gets in, that Cruz? gets interesting because you know I was very vocal against Obama in the early years because he wasn't following through on his gay stuff and it was really bad. And we yeah. we anyway, it's yeah. a long story, but people hated me on the left for that. So I was very happy to do that. We also did a little fake run. We faked the DNC out in 2010. We had a uh, we launched a campaign called "Don't Ask, Don't Give." instead of don't ask, don't tell, <laughs> because they weren't, they weren't going to do anything on don't ask, don't tell. And we were telling people, don't vote for them. Don't give them money. We so freaked yeah. them out. And we freaked them out. It was a, it was a, what do you call the drag race where you're faking each other? We weren't going to, we weren't going to do it. I mean, we we're going to follow through. Right. We wanted people to vote Democrat, but we wanted to fake them out and scare them. I don't, you're right. If, if it were, if it were in the end, Ted Cruz for president or worse, Matt Gates, you know, versus, versus, uh, uh, now, here's the problem, too. You'd have to figure out what the Democrat, what I was going to say, Cliff, was I'd have to figure out what the Democratic policies would be that would be equivalent because the Democrat wouldn't be doing the same crazy stuff Trump was doing. They would be doing different crazy stuff. Well, I think, you know, and I'm know, not sure what let that me would answer, be. Because I think I'd give the answer as Cliff um, yeah. for me. Um, and I think Joe probably didn't ask me because he knows the answer because hmm. we laugh about this. Like, I've gotten myself into trouble huh. because I can't shut up about when Democrats do bad shit now. You know, yeah, we do, I mean, yeah, but, but what about I mean, Ted Cruz versus? The, I, I could say Cruz the pro, well. Here's the problem: yeah. is I see Ted Cruz as just as evil and conniving as Donald Trump, and just as much of a threat. So, yeah. uh, to me, Ted Cruz is the He's same. He's a socialist. Thing. He, he would sell his soul. Right. He would sell his mother's soul. Yeah. So, if you say it's against Ted Cruz, 
that would be very yeah, hard for me because I, I think I'd come out well, and no, say, it is, it I think, is well, hold on, let me just, I, I think I would say they're both awful. But if you give me a normal Republican, and I mean even a conservative who I don't agree with, but who I don't, who I don't think is a dangerous demagogue, I mean, pick one, Pat Toomey, I don't know. Would, uh, you know would I would choose, I would publicly support the Republican and, and lead to the end of my time as a Democrat. If you had a Democratic version of Donald Trump versus Marco Rubio, who would you vote for? Um, this is like I, a sex game, except we're God, doing this it with is really tough. I mean, probably, <laughs> if it's a Democratic Trump, uh, Trump, it's probably Rubio. Although, again, I feel like he's another one who I well, no, because before Trump came along, Rubio's a lightweight, but I don't think he's evil in the way that that Cruz and Trump are. So, yeah, I'd come out for Rubio. Let me let me. But here's the I problem. I think more yeah. Democrats would be outspoken. Right. I think more Democrats would be outspoken. Here's the problem, though. We I think we run into the Republican problem, Cliff and Joe both, because Cliff keeps saying he wants a normal one. But as Cliff always says on the show, we've got the Fox News problem, right? Just like the insurrection. Yeah. The reason 70 percent of Republicans believe that Biden wasn't legitimately elected is because their favorite news channel that they know is objective keeps telling them so. All their top leadership in the Congress, who they know is is telling the truth, is telling them so. Right? Their favorite, yeah. uh, all their favorite newspapers. I mean, everyone they trust. It's like us hearing it from CNN, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden telling us the truth. Right? So, from their perspective, every Democrat is a socialist. Cliff, right? It's every Democrat is Ted Cruz, right? So I, I worry that that's kind of the situation we're in, that that every Republican, not every Republican, you're right, we would have to find somebody who isn't a Ted Cruz. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I no, guess I'm I, can, I can pick from yeah. among a whole yeah. bunch, like yeah. Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio are trying to run for president, and they're doing this and that. But you're pick right, like, Rubio's better than a lunatic. Pick like a Shelley Moore Capito, for example. Yeah. Right? Like a regular run-of-the-mill conservative yeah. who I don't think is great, who didn't even vote for impeachment, but in the end right. I don't think is an evil person. So yeah. as Capito comes to mind, I would support her over a Democratic Donald Trump very vocally. Oh, I'm in a with second. you. Yeah, I'm with you. And honestly, by the way, and then let's throw it to Joe. I might even be willing to consider having the lunatic get elected just to teach Democrats a, le- a lesson that they no longer pick crazy ass f- fascists on the left to uh, to be our candidates. Yeah, but it, you know how that goes, ball. John, because look what Trump it, did it, once he was elected. Then they would true. turn the party into them. True. Look, it, 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 I think the three of us are unusual. I think it, it comes down to this. When I got out of my hopeless primary against Trump and I went on CNN and I, I told them on CNN, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is. I'll support Bernie Sanders. It never mattered to me who the nominee was because right. Trump had to lose, period. Right. And so I'm just saying, to me, I would feel the same way about a Democratic Trump yeah. unless I thought they were, the, that they were running against a Republican Trump, which is what I think Ted Cruz right. is. But I'm saying yeah. pick any normal – it doesn't even have to be one of these never-Trump or Kinzinger types. Pick any normal sort of Republican who is not who's not a loon, right, who's not right. been one of the outspoken Trump is right about everything types, one of the quiet right. sort of conservatives who've kind of gone along with it. And there's a lot of them. I'm just not thinking of their names. Some yeah, of those yeah. Western ones, I don't even know who the hell they are because they, they never say anything, right? They get reelected easily. But pick some of those folks, and I would tell you absolutely yeah. that I would support but those. John, I would go support- back to your original question. Yep. I am bearish on the Republican Party because I know where the base is at, right. and it ain't changing for a long, long time. Let, let me ask you a question that I, I know I asked you a previous show, but I don't remember your answer. 
you know, I was a Republican, right? I worked for Ted Stevens and all of that. And then yeah. coming to terms with being gay, I said, okay, I can't be with people who literally in the early nineties, you know, who hated me. Right. So I was like, okay, enough of that party among other reasons. But um, what I do, what, what boggles my mind is Republicans being willing to just cave on the national security front. Everything Trump did with North Korea, all of the crazy Russia stuff, Don Jr. accepting help from the Russian government to win the election. The Republican Party I knew, and frankly, I've still got that part of the Republican Party in me. You don't fucking accept help from the Russians. The Russians are the fucking enemy. And the fact that you would do that means you're not an American. How the hell was the party able to overlook all that stuff? I just don't. The only, that, the, yeah, the, only John, the only, the only explanation I've got is a, a bad one. It is the party. <laughs> yeah. ha, the party has become a cult. Like yeah. you're right. The Republican Party would never accept a president who almost yeah. literally worked for Putin, the head of yeah. Russia. He was Putin's yeah. puppet. That that so press conference, that, the Helsinki that? press conference, right? Yeah. I, I mean, and and I, I I've listened to Republican voter after Republican voter try to excuse that. And they can't. They right. don't even try. They just right. say he's Trump. He knows what he's doing. Uh, Joe, he knows what he's doing with right. Kim Jong Un. He's Trump. I mean, that's like a cult-like attitude. Right. Right. It is. Yeah. I just. I'm surprised they're willing to join the cult. Is what I mean. Because to me, the Russia stuff, I'd be like, we're not fucking pandering to the enemy. Are you insane? Well, no, John. I'm talking about Republican voters. The Republican members of Congress right. who know better. Right. They just keep their mouths shut because of the voters. How are the, how are the voters that okay? I mean, where did they get from being Republican voters to cultists is what I mean. Did they, all, they must have always had a cultist side. And in other words, Republicans just always wanted a strong man when I it think, comes down to it. They I never think cared Republicans, about the policies? Yeah, I think Republicans have a gene that Democrats don't have. And this has really huh. bummed me out. Huh. They, they are more than willing to embrace an authoritarian. I think yes. more than Democrats are. Yes. And, and, and they don't mind that he's a fucking horrible guy. He's our king. He's our dictator. And they're yeah. more willing to embrace that. And we have an element of that. On the, on the, and again, you start getting into these labels where the far left almost becomes the far right and vice versa, right? They all, right. They all are suspicious of everything. They all think vax, right. you know, they're all anti-vax. They're all truthers. They're all whatever. But we do have an element of that. It mostly only exists in the far reaches of like YouTube and stuff, Jimmy Dore and these fucking cranks like that. Um, very few of them get elected into policy positions. You know, we've successfully kept them out. So I, I'm being honest about our dirty laundry. We have a small faction like that. But the fact that the Republicans in only however many campaign cycles and certainly in 30 years, you know, maybe starting with Newt Gingrich, allowed the party to basically be taken over by authoritarian charlatans is incredible. And John and Cliff, I'll I'll leave you with this, and I won't give you his name because I promised I would never give it up. But a Republican member of Congress- I'm going to get Joe drunk, everybody, and I'll point it out, (laughs) and then I'll tell you. Unless unless you ply me with enough tequila, I'll never give up his name. Are you a bourbon fan, Joe? Because we got Pappy Van Winkle down here, Kentucky bourbon, that's really expensive. I'll buy it to do this. Okay, go ahead. A Republican member of Congress told me Hmm. last year when I was having this discussion with him about Trump being an authoritarian who steps Hmm. all over the Constitution. This Republican member of Congress said to me, Joe, I don't give a flying fuck 
if he's a dictator, as long as he's given us shit we want. I mean, yeah. Hello. Like when you said giving us shit we want, he means like the legislation they want or the, what does he uh, mean? Legislation and Power? he's hitting the bad guys. He's going after CNN and Jesus the Democrats. Christ. I don't give a damn. Don't worry, Joe. You don't need much. to, you don't need to tell us that it was Mitch McConnell. Doesn't it, doesn't <laughs> it sound like, but isn't that exactly what Mitch McConnell has been saying? Right. As long Pretty as much. He, well, he doesn't say it, but we know as long as he gives me my judges, I'm fine. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's really well, actually, and that's the way they, as we know, that's the way they justify it. Oh no, we haven't given up on Republican ideals. We're just using Trump as a foil to get them. Except on the national security front, where literally he was willing to sell the country out to North Korea. And the, I mean, that actually, this takes us into well, Cliff. Should we ask to your point, yeah. Lindsey? How does how does Lindsey Graham twist himself up like a pretzel? Because he's not that well, way when it comes to national well. security. You want me to answer how Lindsey Graham has learned to be so nimble with his body? <laughs> yeah, really? You want to, really, you want to talk about how Lindsey Graham twists himself onto a pretzel? Really? You, he, he just I used to do that, that when I nobody was okay. Like that. <laughs> sorry. I, although, I mean, I'm not sorry, of course, because, but anyway. Um, no, I don't, I mean, I think some of these guys are just, are just dishonest. I mean, we've got the Tucker Carlson's, we've got yeah. the Glenn Greenwald's. I think there's a dishonesty underlying some of these people, but um I don't know. I don't know where I was going with all of this. It just actually, what I, I was going to ask you something else before you ran off. Shit, I don't remember what it was, Cliff. If you have anything else, Cliff, I'll think what my question was. Um, ah, shoot. So uh, I'm um, not. I mean, I think you've answered where you see us going. It. You know, like yeah, we've. Ugh. You know, we, there may be there may be monumental change. I suppose in we may have to have a third party. We may have to have a huge democratic. Oh, party. messaging. I was going to say like messaging in general, oh, yes. just because Cliff and I have been talking so much about. Well, democratic messaging in the last several months, we kind of think it sucks. Um, we we typically hit on points like, you know, insert Republican bimbo eruption. And I use that for guys too, bimbo eruption here. And how if the if the Democrats had done this, Republicans would have done ads, right? Mitch McConnell yesterday saying, you know, I only want to, what did he say? I only want to stop Biden. That's all I'm focused on. Right. Yeah. Imagine, that's my focus. Right? Imagine that ad. That had we said it, oh, Democrats, they don't want bipartisanship. They just want to stop Republicans. They don't want to. Whereas that issue is already gone. We've already moved on to something else. The Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Matt Gateses, the Jim Jordans, and all their weird sex scandals. What you all would have done with those, I can, I'd be on my knees you know, going, yeah. oh, my God, I'm not worthy. We just kind of let everything go. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what we ask you about this, though. But I feel like Republicans message very well, maybe because they lie. But it's not just lying. They're very emphatic. And Democrats kind of, I don't know if we want to be fair or what. What is your sense since you're kind of newly appreciative of our side of things? What's your take on how Democrats message versus Well, it's so funny that you say that because I always believe that. Hmm. I believe the Republicans are willing to get down in the gutter and play dirty a lot more than the Democrats are. Yeah. Uh, but but I remember being when, when I was in Congress, I've always felt like Republicans suck at messaging because hmm. all the Democrats have to do is, is do an ad of Paul Ryan pushing grandma out of a wheelchair off of a hill. And, <laughs> okay, that was good. And Republicans, <laughs> Republicans try to present a 15-page PowerPoint on how oh, Medicare is going bust. On policy, yep. I thought Democrats have always done better. On messaging, though. That's, I mean, you're right. On that messaging, we did well. On, we do well sometimes. And the Obama people, at points, his election people were willing to go really, you know, really tough. Hillary's Election people are definitely willing to write. I mean, you know, Hillary was no pushover, but I still feel like in the aggregate, 
there are so many opportunities that pass by that Cliff and I on every show go, oh my God, imagine yeah. the ad we do on this thing that just happened and the Democrats just let it flit well, away. Well, I mean, I mean, the biggest example, so uh, right now I'm looking at something mm-hmm. like this, Abigail Spanberger, you know, moderate sort of, you know, you know um, national security type member of the congressional member has a whole right. thread on what happened on mm-hmm. January 6th. Oh. And the thing is that we've allowed that Today to be clip? forgotten. Yes. Is it today? Okay. It's from 13 hours ago, so I guess she put it up last Ooh. night. Okay. Um, and and this should be this should have been our message every day after January 6th. Like hmm. there should have been national ads and how Republicans supported sedition. There should have been, it should have been digital ads. It should have been on TV. Yeah. We should have been holding press conferences in DC in various yeah. states where there were members of Congress who refused to support to vote to to support the election results. We should have been doing it. Like the Republicans would drive this message home forever. They're still doing a goddamn audit of the vote in Arizona. They're still driving home that right. bullshit message six months later. We should have been doing yeah. hearings right away. I don't care if Republicans won't join us. Whatever hearings we can do without right. their input, we do. And then we try to set up a 9-11 type commission. But, yeah. you know, we Agreed, should be doing resolutions. No, you, Go ahead. Agreed. But when you think about messaging in a weird way, Biden, the head of the party, has been brilliant. Because he he's has. like staying above the fray yes. and just focusing on jobs, yes. healthcare, roads, and bridges. Right. So no, his true. whole message needs to be that he's bipartisan, that he reaches out to them. His message in that joint session of Congress was brilliant, where he basically said, yeah. we got this done in a bipartisan way. And the Republicans were like, no, we, they, they were trapped, right. right? They don't want to say they're obstructionists, but they, you know, but they, but they want to point out that Biden didn't get any Republican votes. And he kind of screwed them on that. So, right. no, <clears throat> I've said many times, like, He's been brilliant because he needs to be the guy above the fray who's positive and likable, yeah. but the rest of us need to be driving this message constantly yes. when we're yes. not, in a, in at least not enough. Yes. Because yes. you all are <laughs> going to have history and redistricting against you next year. Oh, I know. I know. So you know, it's going to be a tough year. And 2020, so 2022, we kind of think the Republicans come back, and if they do, it's just going to be – it's going to be just insanity. It's going to be Trump times, you know, a thousand, I feel like. Well, if, and a lot of it, though, is Trump. If Trump got 81 people out to vote for Biden, if, if somehow, you know, Trump has got to get Democrats out again to vote, he's the Democrats' best GOTB thing. He's got to get Democrats out to vote. You got to keep him, I think, out there. Yeah. And he wants to stay out there. Do, do you think Facebook should ban Trump permanently? No, I don't. I, don't. I was going to say, I was wondering I, I, on the on the free speech thing where you stood on that. Yeah, I mean, Facebook as a private company, right to do whatever the hell they yeah. want. But yeah. I wish they wouldn't. I wish Why? Twitter and Facebook wouldn't. Why? I mean, obviously, I think, not obviously, I fear that he crossed a line. But what I mean is it's a real existential line in terms of what he did. Yeah. And our country is in so much more danger. Now, this is not a philosophical argument regarding freedom of speech. This is a more practical right. one to maybe make an exception. I, I admit that. But I feel like things are going to be so much worse if that man comes back. And he is going to come back at least as a stronger, whether he wins presidency or not, as a stronger individual. If he has social media, he's going to be a thousand times more. He's going to be Obi-Wan Kenobi coming back after he's slain. And well, that I mean, scares Joe, the hell out of me. I'm, I'm interested to ask Joe. I mean, I, I, if you if you can just talk one more minute or two, Joe. Um, 
quickly. So, and, and you know, fair position. We could debate whether yeah. I, I disagree with you on Twitter and Facebook, but coming from where you're coming from, what do you think we 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 do then if he's just sort of constantly lying, inciting, trying to incite insurrection and whatever on those platforms? Yeah. Um, and I ask this in a good faith way. I'm wondering, like, what what do you think is the if oh, we do I, more no, to no, allow I, that? I, yeah, no, I think Facebook and Twitter should have their rules, and if he violates the rules like anybody, he should be suspended. Um, and I, I don't know what the deal is, and you, you give him two or three or four suspensions, and then, okay, that's it. You're done for good. Okay. Um, I, 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 something like that, and I don't even know. Maybe, Cliff, he's already preached that. I don't know how right. many times he was suspended. Right. I just – I'm all about keeping as much as possible all speech out there. That's and fine. And do, do you take down his posts help. or tweets that, that do that kind of thing? Do you think that's okay? If I were in charge of Twitter or Facebook and they can have their own rules, I would suspend anybody who lied and anybody who incited violence. Okay, period. so that's fair. And okay. then you, you, you okay. suspend them. And But if, if there's an actual post we're scared is going to get people hurt, do you support their taking down that post? Oh, gosh, yes. Okay. Oh, so so you're actually, okay. A, I'm saying he's actually closer to where we are then. Question. Yeah. 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 No, I, I guess I'm there. If it's no, their I don't call, think he... if they... Right. Yeah. Well, and I think Joe, Joe sorry. No, but just Joe, just so you know, I think a lot of because I can I always try to channel our listeners. I think a lot of our listeners would be saying, actually, if you look at the details of what happened, you know, the timeline and everything else and what Trump did and what Facebook tried to do, you might come to the conclusion that actually what you just laid out as the rule, give the guy several chances. But if he does it again, actually did happen with Trump. So I think we might even be in a situation did. where your rule even applies. You know, it, it's anyway, that just so you know, look into so it. I because I think where Joe's yeah. coming from, as long yeah. as like we're doing, we're not allowing Due conspiracies process, to just, to, to just, yeah. Well, yeah, that, and we're not allowing no, conspiracies to fly around yeah. so that people are embracing stuff and committing yeah. violent acts or whatever. Like I'm open to whatever, because I do think we have to think about yeah. these, what the solution is yeah. to, to these problems. So. And honestly, we also need to know well, what the rules are. I think Facebook did change the rules a bit and the one point I raise is they they banned Trump indefinitely, meaning it was an indefinite suspension. And they said, yeah. we may revisit it. And what, the, what yeah. the oversight board said was, that doesn't mean anything, is either ban the guy or suspend him for X period of time. And then after X period of time, you will revisit it and you'll suspend him again if he keeps it up. But like, you can't just say, well, it's indefinite. We'll see what happens because then it, that's not really a rule. And I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Either way, either way, he is he's a winner because he now is a huge, huge victim and his yeah. hold on this party yeah. is strong. But he always will on this one I say he always will be on this one, no matter what Republicans say, they will twist it to be a victim anyway. So I'm less sympathetic yeah. to that argument here. Because they're gonna yeah. do they hate so even if we let him back on, they are out to destroy Facebook and Zuckerberg. They're out to destroy him. They, they're not going to freaking be nicer to Zuckerberg because he let Trump back on, please. It's like they attack Democrats, you know, if, as, you know, socialists, this or that, no matter what right. you do, even if you, if you sit down and you agree with them. Right. They're for absolute power, which means anything that's in their way, they want to yep. destroy. I yep. mean, that's what we're talking about. Yep. All right, Joe, we will, let, we will set you free. Be free, Joe. Hey, I always love it, guys. You're the best. No, you are the you. best. Thank you for joining us, man. <laughs> right. You evil Republican. Are you still a Republican? <laughs> I always forget. Are you still no, I, I left the party almost okay. exactly a year ago. Wow. Wild. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. I'm just hanging out. 
right, get your friend Adam. We'd like him kind of, you know, we like him anyway, but I mean, <laughs> sorry, I'll stop making the, 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 the attractive guy jokes, but, uh, but no, but seriously, politically, we need to win Adam over, you know, and de- get him to at least stand John, up even a bit more. What, I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's going to do. I know yeah. he has not in his head and heart given up on the Republican party. Right. Yet. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner, finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees, like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. He and Liz, actually, you know what? Shit. Can you have one more minute? What can Liz, people keep asking me, you know, because you were in the house. Shit, I forgot to ask you this. I'm sorry. But people keep, like my mom even said, yeah, but what can Liz Cheney actually do? Like procedurally or anything else? What? Can, so she does this, she loses her job and she screams a lot. Procedurally, is there anything a house member can no. do? Even no. organize people to That's just not vote or something? A coalition? She has a voice and she can go on MSNBC and CNN. That's okay. all she's got. But what if she corralled 15 Republican votes to start just... For example, next time uh, we just don't vote when we pick a speaker in 2022. We're there not going to vote for the Democrats, but who would join her. Oh, there are. Right, but if, can, okay. I mean, if it's close enough, if she can okay. corral five. I think it, 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 I'll leave you with this, John huh. and Cliff. Huh. Ten House Republicans voted to impeach Trump. Liz Cheney, one of those ten, has been out there the last two weeks twisting oh. in the wind. You're right. I don't know of any of the other nine Republicans, even your little man crush, Adam Kinziger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Of <laughs> no, you're right. None of Where's Meyer? Nine. Where's Meyer? Yeah. Meyer was so <laughs> courageous for her. where the fuck like is he been quiet Upton. too? You're right. Upton is in leadership. Sort of, right? She's been on yeah. her own. Those That's nine a great observation. haven't even been out there with her. You know, and, and they even say, well, oh, I forgot. Uh, Mia Love was saying, oh, she's got her supporters. They're going to really blah, blah, blah. But you're right. Where Bullshit. are the supporters now when she needs them and say, OK, you've got the votes to get rid of her. But you need to know she's not alone. And a bunch of us are going to stand up. And if you want to lose our votes, go for it. But you need you need 10 people saying that. Say, you better hope it's never close. Because if you do the this, most, right. The most painful lesson I learned three and a half years ago when I publicly opposed Trump is that I would be all alone. I thought some yeah. of my former colleagues would join me. None of them did. Liz yeah. Cheney's all alone right now. Yeah. Well, I had. I even was thinking that. that the other day yeah. how none of the other ones, even Mitt Romney, yeah. like defended her in a tweet, but wouldn't even. I don't. Did he even say her name? He's like people of conscience need to be able to. It's I'm just... surprised. Even your 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 guy in Ohio, what's his name, Anthony Gonzalez. He, yeah. None of them have said anything. Yeah, You would think those nine would be yeah. standing by her side. Yeah. They just want they to always away. wait. So. And, the, and the irony of it all is that they're, they've now they're, they've put their signature in stone. The party's coming for that. Right. Oh, and yeah. That would be that would be a time yeah. to join her and try to stand <laughs> up as a group. Yeah. But instead, they, they said they want to each be taken apart individually. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. they're trying to they're trying to cut the baby in half. When you're right, Cliff, they've already they've signed their death warrant already, and they're still trying. Like yeah. Adam Kinzinger, what the he's voting for Trump? Oh yeah, Adam, like they're not going to come for you in the next primary, really? Because you voted for Trump? Exactly. He's dead. They're dead. They're all dead. They're all yeah. Dead. At least so the, well, I don't mean fight. be vindictive, but uh, do your conscience now. Act according to your conscience. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. All right, Joe. Hey, We're you guys really right. Thank you, you John. Thank you, Cliff. Thanks, Joe. You're a good man. Take care, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. That'll be our, and we'll and we'll call this one "Woke Joe Walsh Part 2. Um, right. No, I think it was. It's particularly interesting having him back this time, Cliff. I think because of that whole, you know, since he knows how things work inside. Although it's kind of scary that he knows how things work inside. He says, "Yeah, they're fucked." Well, I mean, again, like I don't like, you know, I've said before, I, I have to. I've got kids, and I have to decide if I raise them in in this state, in this country, yes. in this, and this, and like. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned. I mean, I'm 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 being obviously I'm being truthful yeah. about, about the future because again, when you see these sort of gradual steps and where they all end up, yeah, and the dual sort of primarying Raffensperger, who's conservative as shit and just happened yeah. to not support something illegal, yeah. and kicking out Liz Cheney, who's conservative as shit, just she won't come out and yeah. tell lies about an election and shut up about it. Yeah, what is the obvious next step there? The obvious next step is the people that take their places are going to overturn elections. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what all the election law stuff is about. And then I mean, we are the... then we are literally no longer we, we're now a troubled democracy. At that point, we're yeah. literally no longer a democracy. And I don't know how we, we stop that because too many Republicans will yeah. still vote for these people, still believe that they're not as bad as they are. Yeah. I don't I don't well you really... know what? And we're and we are the party that tends to roll over. For the good well, of the that's country. a big part of it. That's why I've been doing my messaging series on Twitter and places because yeah. we're not messaging to people about who they really are. Yeah, we're not doing it. The both yeah. sides media, the Chuck Todds who keep inviting, inviting on insurrectionists like Rick Scott aren't doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like nobody's doing it. And so yeah. because we're not messaging mm-hmm. right, the media is accepting what they did as normal and saying, oh, insurrection. What's a little insurrection between friends? What's the message? And Trump is the only one who's basically ripping into people if they don't do what he wants. If if your choice is Democrats aren't really coming after me, mainstream media is willing to accept me and have me on all their Sunday shows. But Trump's going to rip the fuck out of me if I disagree with him. Where does that leave people that have no conscience or only are going to go by what's best for their political career? It's pretty obvious. Right. But to me, it's only a matter of time. I don't know which state it's going to be, which congressional election it's going to be, but it's going to be the electoral one. college. But it's only a matter be of an time. Open steal, and it's going to be an open steal, like you just That's said. What I mean. They're going to they're going to empower the governor instead of the secretary of state to yep. verify the vote, and the governor is going to say, "Nope, it wasn't that. It was this." And then right. we're going to go, "That was really bad." And by the way, what we're going to do is Democratic leaders will speak out, and it'll happen anyway. And then we're going to say for the it'll governor, go to the courts, and 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 this Supreme and the courts Court will, will find back. a way of saying it's okay. Yeah. You know, especially if it's close, that's yeah. all they need is it to be close enough, yeah. which is why the which is what the purged votes are for. Yeah. So they can keep it extra close. And then we've got a real decision at that point. And this is what worries me about the big lie today. I, I've told you this before, I think, when um when all were Republicans, conservatives, were Christian right and all of that would always call gays pedophiles. And I would go on TV and I would say, you know, if if what you're saying, you are literally promoting violence, because if what you're saying is true. If People I met somebody you who, if you're, yes. If, right. If, if you met somebody who you knew was after your boys, Cliff, you'd kill them. 
I mean, I mean, it was like literally was trying to get your boys for sex. You'd be very, we'd be very lucky to get the guy away from you before you killed him, literally. And what worries me? I'm going to try to not say anything because anything I say would be bad, right? Exactly. I would say I'll say it for you. And the big lie is the same thing. I've always said if if literally the election was stolen, if literally the wrong guy was sworn into office, and we actually had a coup d'état. Yep. That's that's a justification for violence. Really. And the QAnon stuff on and, top of that. If literally you, know, you and I eat babies, oh yes, we should and be your, killed for and your, and, your, and your cliff and your government is actually a conspiracy of pedophiles. Well, mm-hmm. you don't just vote that government out if you have an illegitimate government that's a mind you, that's a conspiracy of pedophiles and they had a coup d'etat. That's and again, it, let's, and not, let's, not talk about, let's not talk about America. Let's talk about a different country. If a different country, there was a coup d'etat and somebody got in and over and just threw out the person who was elected, I would have no problem with someone trying to kill the guy in another country. In another no, country. No, you're, you're making, again, you're making the That's point what that, scares that... me. But here's my final point. That's what scares me about the lies being told to Republicans because what they're being told is actually a justification for violence. But what well, scares me is... is. Here's because the they were told it, and they committed a, 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 the, the first sacking of our capital if it happens to years. Us? My question for you is, what happens if it happens to us? If when you say it happens they, to us, they, like they tell, they tell they, a lie about us? They, what do you mean? No, when they finally pull it off and get their guy in office and openly steal the election, and literally our person won, and they swear theirs in and there's nothing we can do, then what happens in terms of violence? Because I'm not going to say on this show that I'm going to call for violence, but what scares me is I don't know what alternative there is once they pull this off. Because then, as right. you said, our democracy no longer exists, and we're, in essence, a dictatorship. I, I mean, I don't want to make this any more depressing. You know but I'll, I mean? go but step, I'll go a step further than you are, which is to say they know that, that that may be our only alternative. So but they also know we'll back down. What do you think they're going to do to people like you and me oh, true. If, who, are, true. who are public – like pundits, intellectuals, right. whatever the hell you want right. to call us, who we'll have spoken out against them. You're right. We'll be the resistance, and they know gonna, we'll be the resistance, and they're going to go after us first. They're going to have enemies lists, and they're going to yeah. be coming for I mean, and that's yeah. the problem with all of this, why you need to stop it before it gets You know there. what's funny? Not funny, but um, when I was in – I was uh, and I may have told this story too, but I was in Argentina working at the U.S. Embassy for a college uh, – Cliff and I did the same kind of college program with international studies, and um, – I was able to get an internship at the U.S. Embassy in Argentina. Very cool. Back in the 80s, right after democracy, literally like three or four years after democracy came back, after the junta was overthrown, the military junta. And mm-hmm. I had lunch with a woman from the embassy. The embassies, you'll hear in the news a lot how there's uh, local nationals who work in our embassies and how, for example, the Russians have now made it so none of their nationals can work in the U.S. Embassy over there. So I had lunch with a woman who is an Argentine national, a wonderful woman, uh, mm-hmm. you know, about my age, in her 20s or whatever. And she's telling me over lunch about all of her friends who, you know, four years ago were murdered. So imagine you're like 25 and all. And so when you were in college, you had handfuls of friends who were murdered by the military because they were too outspoken politically. And she turns to me in the middle of the lunch and she goes, because I'm like being very, you know, Cliff and me talking, right? Same discussion, very vehement and whatever. And she says, you know, they would have killed you if you were Argentine. What do you mean? She goes, if you were here five years ago, they would have killed you because you're too outspoken. And that's what I mean. That's, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too histrionic because it's not histrionic. It happened over there. That's the kind Same of thing. When I met the Romanian folks, oh. when I was sent through the state department. US when were you there speak. again? <clears throat> I was there in 2004. 
Okay, um, so still close to the revolution. It's yeah. not that far. I mean, again, yeah. like it's been as long now since 2004 as it was in 2004. Yeah. So I mean, it's scary. Yeah, to think about it that way. And I mean, so there are plenty of, of people. There are people who worked at the embassy then who you know who were in there who were in their 50s who had been in their right. 30s when it happened and whatever and right. similar stories you know about yeah. like if you spoke out doesn't matter if they saw you they made lists yeah. and if they saw you as a threat you made the list yeah. and at some point they're yeah. going to come knocking you know well and, and at some point we and i i hate sounding like that kind of guy but at some point we have to think you know so far, there are no guardrails, not guardrails. There's no limit. There's no goalpost. There's no, oh, well, they won't. They would never do this. They keep feeling willing to do this. And the this keeps getting more and more and more. I don't right. think there's anything they would like it. Like Trump said about shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue. I mean, honestly, come on. If they We're had to throw there. the media in jail. But you don't think these guys would throw the media in jail if they had to? You don't think they would dismantle right. if they could find the government power to dismantle uh, publications and news services? Of course they would shut down CNN. Of course and they, they, they did things along those would. lines by branding and we'd be outraged. The people and getting threats yeah. against them. And I mean, yeah. again, this and, and the thing is, folks, like it, it, this may all sound really depressing, but this doesn't have to be our future. maybe. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? But I'm just saying it doesn't have to be. Like, like, but right. we need to all get through. However, it's possible. Think of strategies, think of whatever, to the Chuck yeah. Todd's to stop having the Rick Scott's on. We need to get yeah. through to enough Republicans so they stand up around Liz Cheney right now and speak yeah. out. We need to get through to Democrats so they do what Spanberger, Representative Spanberger, just did and are reminding people about the, these guys are insurrectionists every single day so that when we have an election in 2022, right. pe- people that may be swing voters that may not know quite how bad they are have been hearing it from every news source you can think of if they're a lower information voter and their friends are telling them because their friends saw it on TV and their friends saw it on a, a digital ad. And, in, and that's why we need to be doing all of this. Right. This doesn't right. have to be our future, but I fear we're, we're, we're heading towards some form of right. it unless we change the trajectory. Well, and maybe we need to get more focused. Like we've talked about, maybe there does have to be a campaign going after those nine. You know, we, we should have been going after those nine Republicans on the House the last couple of weeks. Why aren't you defending Liz Cheney? Um, we should be going after the media way more, like you said, about who they're having on and that the only question, if you're having Rick Scott on, the only question is the insurrection. Why are we not treating the insurrection like 9-11? I've got to sit here every year. I've still got a little bit of PTSD from 9-11. I've got to watch those fucking, we've got to watch those fucking towers fall for yep. 24 fucking hours. I've got to watch that shit on my TV. And I'm sorry, I don't want to watch people, 3,000 people dying again. I get it. It's going to be worse than ever. Right? This year, it's but, the 20th anniversary. Oh, the 20th. This year, forget it. But I was, but, and I said, to people before i've never tried to make the biggest deal of it but it's part of my history i was there yeah you know i was literally there as in i saw the second plane hit with my own eyes and i'd been in the tower the day before and was on the way there were there the day before inside yeah Uh, if it had been a half hour later i would have been right below and i could have been killed but but where's that kind of PTSD? yeah exactly where is that no no but where is that kind of iography the making it a sainthood where is that kind of sainthood for the insurrection we're not doing nonstop broadcasts about it now. There's no follow-up. There's no anything. That's correct. You know? They tried to overthrow the fucking government violently. They tried to assassinate the vice president. I mean, like, eh, yeah, news cycles, yeah. news cycles moved on. And again, that's our fault because one of the things I always tell people is don't just complain about the media not doing their job. Your job is to make a story interesting for the media, A. You've got to wrap all sorts of, and yeah, it sucks, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think you do is, both. If, 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 but you also beat them up. After the media to, yes. to, to 
exclude the people that engaged in this or yes. supported it and to, to tell this story, but also our people like there, there was a one week anniversary. There was a two week anniversary. There was a one month right. anniversary. There's right. a three month anniversary. Three month. Yeah. Why are we not, you know, like, why aren't we doing things yep. for that? Yep. Why aren't we yep. holding, why don't we have every, why don't we have every major city in the country where we control city councils, whatever, put out resolutions on the yep. one month anniversary, the yep. six month anniversary to yep. turn those into local news stories. Yep. I, I just, I don't get all of this. A civic I don't day get of why we're so bad at year, this. Each year there's a civic memorial or whatever to do something to teach people about the importance of, I don't know what civics are, but you, you do, well, you do what they did with Ronald Reagan, right? They tried to make him a fucking saint and every county in the country had to have something named after Reagan. I mean, you just, this is where the larger messaging strategy comes in because once again, it almost feels like, you know, it was a big deal. It was really scary. People died. People will remember. We don't need to do anything yeah. to make people remember. It's, it's and this while democratic, we're not yeah. doing it, they're actively, Tucker Carlson's going on saying, oh, nobody was hurt. They were laughing. Yeah. They're actively trying to retell oh, that story. Oh. Remember the Republican members of Congress, Ron, is it Portman or the, Ron Johnson saying that? Remember? Oh, yep. it wasn't that yep. bad. And that's, and that's what they're trying. And so they're doing yeah. that. And so again, yeah. kudos to Spanberger. I just uh, somebody just wrote an op-ed. I think it was. Uh, I've got to look at that thread. Um, actually, We're, yeah, we should. And then also um, Jennifer Rubin um, right. wrote an op-ed. Re- Representative Zoe Lofgren embarrassed Republicans with their own words. Now they seek to silence her because she stood up in committee and talked all about oh. what they did that day. Oh, there kidding. are a few Democrats doing it, and so right. when people react to these threads right. where I say messaging and say, "Well." You know, for example, the one with Mitch McConnell, people ah. point out, like, well, that's a what you're responding to is a digital video. So clearly somebody did something. And I right. try to remind people, I'm like, I'm not trying to be critical here. I'm not trying to, right. I'm not one of these people like Democrats suck or whatever. I'm trying to point out that, yes, there was that video. And yes, Zoe Lofgren is doing <clears throat> what she needs to do in Spanberger. Right. But that's not enough is what I'm saying right. is that we should be doing this. We should have people doing interviews with, with you know, who are national figures with local news outlets. We should have people, as I said, resolutions everywhere. You know, marches, right. press conferences, digital ads, TV right. ads, billboards across. I mean, any way right. you can remind people about what they is and who they are is what we should be doing. Yep. And it just, we're just not. Yep. All right. I think we can wrap up. Um, you think? Anything yes. else? Or? Well, ah. like hour 15. Well, that was really interesting, though. I still think that was a... That was oh, I'm tired though, man. But I think that was. I always enjoy talking here. to Joe, and you know, Joe's like Very we, we reached out to him last night. He's like, "Yep, I'm on." So yeah. you know, he's a good dude. Well, all right, we saw the Liz Cheney thing. We thought, oh, we should get Joe on to talk about it. But, uh, you know, although you also can see the politician side of him, there's something very affable about him, right? He's just very, it's funny because he was such a crazy, right? But I talking to well, him, the way he, he's, he's Cliff fun. and John, he's nice. he's, like he does the thing yeah, where he per, talks yeah. to you by your names. He's very good yeah. at that. Yeah, I noticed a, that. That That's a, that's, no, that's a, a technique that's a you learn like you to, to, yep. Yep, all to right. make it personal. Very interesting. Any case, all right, guys. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, just confirmed next Monday, we have Paul Begala back on democratic strategist Yay. to continue our, our messaging sweep. Um, and also Paul very much wanted to talk about uh, concerns about whether we're <laughs> what's going to happen in the 2022 congressional elections, potentially losing the house. He's very worried about that. So I think, well, Cliff I think is our expert on that. We can have a really big time. discussion. Because if Sorry, you're not worried about that, if you're not paying attention, I mean, again, yeah. usual historical wins are against us. The you know, it's it's a midterm mm. election. We only have a couple seat advantage, and um, they're gerrymandering. 
like crazy because of yeah. where we are in the census right now. Right. So all of that together, you know, on the other side, Biden went big in a way that Obama didn't. Mm-hmm. People are going to be seeing more money in their accounts and better health care. Right. And so maybe he's been able to counter that cycle. But we also need to do our part. And that's also Biden versus Congress, right? They may be pro-Biden, but think, oh, but that Pelosi, right? Like right. that kind of weird, not realizing that Pelosi is the one who got those checks passed. Well, and if Republicans but, who, you know, are, who are willing to lie, cheat, steal, and they right. message the hell out of everything, AOC, see AOC. that they're not able to harm Biden in the way they've seen, that they can't get at him, they'll, they'll make the face of, of the House yeah. Democrats, AOC or Pelosi or whoever yeah. else they feel like is their best face for it. Yeah. They won't even and bother with Biden. And they're Biden. good at it. And they're good at it. Which yep. also is why our Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, and Denny Hastert campaign has to start now. Right now, I know. I'm gonna from, keep. From, I'm gonna keep pushing it. So you know, yeah, someday, someday. someday. You know, hopefully, all right. But anyway, Paul next week, which should be fabulous. He's great, um, and a lot of fun, and just so smart. So I think that'll be really neat too. So, but also, we'll be back before then, just so you all know. So we'll be back Will on. We? on well, we, oh, no, that's Monday. He's he's Monday the tenth. Oh, Thursday. I thought I thought it was a week from Monday. I lost track of time. <laughs> no, no, we won't no, be back before then. We'll have yep. we'll have Paul on Monday. Yeah, there you Monday go. the tenth, and we got him for a good hour too. He, I like when it, anyway. It's nice when guests because an hour is a lot to ask, and it's nice when people are willing to, you know. Anyway, just sort of nice of and Joe is as well. All right, we'll stop going on this. All right, guys, we'll talk to you Take next care. Monday. All right, a pleasure as always. Bye bye.